The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our healthy living coaches, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, as they engage in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovation, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your business and personal navigational skills for ultimate achievement. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, it is Star Style. Hello, Power Partners. Welcome to our informational playground brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity. This is our radio program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And we're your hosts. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And we're coming to you live on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, where we strive to seed, stimulate, and support space for positive, meaningful conversations. We want you to be the writer, director, and the producer of your own life. And of course, you will star in your own life. So the best way to get there is to believe that you have already arrived. And we know that you can listen to your heart and you can get there. The Miracle Moment is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity, empowering women, family, and youth at risk. Please visit the website bethestarur.org and check out our new blog at Strikingly. This is by Winston Churchill. A pessimist sees the difficulty in every opportunity. An optimist sees the opportunity in every difulty. Mm-hmm. I know. I I really live by this one. I try to be an optimist, and even when things are going poorly, I always try to see that silver lining, and I know you do too. Yeah. It it makes life a little bit uh, easier to live when you're um, an optimist, I think. I know some people say, oh, I'm not a pessimist, and I'm not an optimist. I'm a realist. And to (laughs) me, that makes no sense. (laughs) You know, I just think it's a lot easier to go through life with a smile than just uh, with a big frown and always concern over everything. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, as we know, you you get more wrinkles when you frown. So let's not have any wrinkles. All right, so we have a really fun show for you today, and um, we're going to be talking about 
how to get motivated. We're going to have a power hour motivation in our third segment so that you can know when you are at your most motivated, you're going to save time, money, energy, and we're going to find out when that mental energy is at its peak so that you can reap the rewards. In our second segment, we're, we're talking about sometimes you got to quit to start. And even though nobody wants to be a quitter, sometimes it's better to just, you know, know when to fold them, <laughs> as the song goes, <laughs> and know when to hold them. So we're going to look at ways to say goodbye when you're really stuck and tired of sticking it out. And right now in our T for Two and our Health Matters, this is going to be a fun segment because we're looking at omega-3 fatty acid supplements, which deliver cancer-fighting, heart-saving, brain-reserving benefits. But we're also wondering, is this the new snake oil, you know, of the century? There's always something that somebody's selling that says that it has more benefits than it might really have. So Heather is going to lead us through this discussion and help us find out what is the truth and are supplements as good as actually eating that bit of salmon or um, or whatever it is that is going to have the omega-3s. So Heather, so talk to us about uh, omega-3 fatty acids because there's a lot of history behind, you know, behind this omega-3s because like the Bible said, using, using uh, fish gallbladders that treated blindness and and the Spaniards used to believe that fish bile cured madness. Um, I know when I was young, we had to swallow cod liver oil to prevent, uh, to prevent for, well, it's not that there were really rickets, but we had to, I don't know, we we're supposed to keep us healthy and it was yucky. But obviously <laughs> it was omega-3. So, okay. So what do you, what do you know about all this? Yeah, so as you talked about it, is that they found that omega fatty threes, which is an oil that's usually found in a particular fish, and we've that um, they believe that there's you know a lot of health benefits from this, just as you said, and as believed because of this omega fatty three coming from a fish, um, that that's when these initial studies were done. And yes, there's been a lot of studies of it because um, there were such early mentions of it, and that it seems to be this thing passed on. That um, as we know, there's bad. Fish, there's a bad fish to it. In the early 90s, they really capitalized on having vitamins and minerals. And we know with today's diets that people don't get enough of particular uh, nutrients. And that's why supplements, as they're not meant to truly replace, but they're supposed to be supplemental to the things. So things you're not getting and to help aid other um other vitamins that you will be getting through foods that um, you might, you know, you might not get enough of, so you have to take these supplements. And they thought, why, you know, let's uh, capitalize on this great thing that we can get rid of um, the fish oil taste for a while. There, and there is still some oils, the uh, little fish oil capsules that will have a fishy taste if you like burp it. Um, but some, for the most part, is that's been a big thing that people complain about. So um, they were able to get rid of the taste. So think of now, I don't have to have this big portion of fish. Um, instead, I can just take this little supplement and still get uh, what uh, there has been scientific studies on about all the cancer and good uh, helping benefits of it. But something to look at what they're really um, discovering now with all this sort of, just I think now in, in the, this current times, there's been 
so much um, stress for the truth, and we want, you know, we've found out how easily it is to replicate things and how there's been so many false claims out there and that things can be dangerous or it can be um, really unsettling, especially for the consumer, that money is spent on something, on promises that you expect this cream to work, you expect uh, this medicine to work, and when things don't fulfill it, we feel really outraged by that um, as citizens because we pay money for this, and money is, is that odd commodity of ours that has a value on it, and we place value on it, especially the more we spend. So new studies, there was actually, and I feel like new studies, there's a new study every day, and you always, when you're hearing about these studies, you have to try the most to um, allow both sides of it because usually a particular study is going up um, due to a particular funding, so a company might be funding something in the hopes of getting uh, a particular outcome, but some can be by um, consumer groups uh, and better uh, better better business bureaus uh, to really get to the best uh, answers of this. But in a recent study, one of the minis, uh, they decided to find out what really, um, you know, what's really, if these uh, supplements really lead up to their names. And the truth is it doesn't because what they found is all this wonderful information um, and health benefits that they have found haven't really been about the supplements. Um, these things were done on the actual omega, omega fatty threes that were coming from fish. So they were testing the fish oils um, and not exactly the fish oils that are coming from the fish. Uh, excuse me, not exactly the fish, uh, the fish supplements. oils that are from the supplements as well. well and we know that the, fi- the oils from the fish are good for us, but we don't know what the supplements are doing. Exactly. And so the thing is, um, it. Uh, we kind of have to look at that if you're having something fresh or raw or cooked um, versus something that's been processed. And one of the things, too, is many oils, and oils, when, even when they come over olive oils, is olive oil, um, actually oil in general um, uh, that goes into your body as well as supplements are both two things that are not regulated, especially the olive oil industry and as well as supplements. So supplements are not regulated and they're not FDA approved. Some things can be, and um, we've discussed before by something having FDA doesn't necessarily make it that it's better for you um, or that it, you know, it is the healthiest choice. There can be many things out there that haven't been officially FDA um, uh, certified, approved it, that are equally as, as good as other products. Um, to have an FDA certification, it's a very um, expensive and a very lengthy thing. Many studies have to be done, and some, and some uh, pharmaceutical or some companies just don't have the financial backing or supporting to do that. Um, doesn't mean that their product isn't good. And other things, too, um, it may uh, receive an FDA approval, um, but there still might need to be uh, concluding studies to go with it as well. But anyway, getting back to um, this FDA thing about, about supplements, since they're not regulated um, by the FDA, that they can, people can make um, all kinds of claims on it and that they don't have to back it up. Again, as I said, these new studies have been done that were not on, um, that were actually testing the supplements and not just the fish oils uh, that, that come naturally from fish. Because we know, it's sort of like saying, you know, we know broccoli is healthy for you. So if you take this broccoli supplement, well, things, the amount of that has to go in these things, and oftentimes with oils, um, in order to get rid of that rancid taste, they have to be put at these extremely high uh, temperatures. And when things are put in these extremely high temperatures, and that's also to kill out any of the bacteria, um, why many things are pasteurized and unpasteurized, um, when things are cooked at higher temperatures, uh, a lot of the nutrients is lost in that. And we know that with vegetables as well, too. Um, that's 
part of the whole raw food diet is not allowing your food to cook to a certain uh, temperature because you'll strip it of many of the nutrients that you're trying to seek in the first place. So by them being at this cooked at this high oil at this high temperature, it's getting rid of uh, nearly to in some all that you're basically just taking a really bad tasting oil supplement. And in the study, they did 30, uh, 32 commercially available uh, uh, supplements that were analyzed and saying that these were fish oils and uh, the omega fatty threes and had all these things. And out of that, only three had levels um, that were equal or greater to uh, what was actually advertised on the label. So when it's saying, you know, this wow, is 100 milligrams. Wow, that's amazing. That's like, re- that's almost like fraudulent. Yeah, so what that means is about 67% of the samples um, were basically in that way are fraudulent. And not to say that maybe they didn't know these findings is that uh, now as we know, you know, as we're discovering in science and researching, uh, researching better now, uh, we, under- we understand those key elements. Right? But at the same time, it very well could be that these things can mass produce, they can be done uh, in cheap ways and, you know, can get things out there for, uh, for consumers and actually have no actual health benefit to it all. And um, like many other, uh, you know, nutrients and supplements uh, with them not being regulated, um, and a lot of times uh, the labeling can just be confusing in general as all, and, and kind of to know what exactly is the, the proper amount that you're supposed to be getting. So uh, something too, I'm someone who doesn't uh, take uh, an omega fatty three uh, oil each day, but that's because I find those omegas and there are a lot of other uh, supplements that I that I take. And so things always to look on the back of the label. Sometimes something might be advertising one part, and look on the back and see what else is in it or what can uh, really making it into your thing. I looked at these uh, uh, calcium gummies one day, and they were basically like a sugared candy on the back. When I looked at it, it was like, what else is in it? So it has, you know, uh, like 300 milligrams of calcium, but basically everything else is like a big piece of sugar. So looking to see what exactly, but a lot of things will have multi-things in it. Um, I also have uh, another little uh, gummy thing, and I forget what the main reason I was taking it, but it had the full day of folic acid and all these other benefits that I thought that this is great. I can now wipe out taking that other supplement to help make me uh, make sure that I'm getting um, these levels. Um, but one thing to kind of show about uh, how fish oils affect us and, and how to get it is we know in general that Americans are not getting a healthy enough diet. Uh, that's why these, so the supplement industry and the diet industry is so successful because we're aware of our shortcomings and a lot of times it triggers back to financial things that um, why we're, we are outraged when we find out we're not getting these two things is that money is tight and a lot of times people make poor uh, nutritional decisions because of money because we know that over-processed food is a lot cheaper to get than healthy food. And I think a big thing, if people are going to take one thing out of their diet instead of saying gluten or sugars, is to take out processed food. You'll be amazed if you... I agree with you. I mean, you'll be healthier and your your body will be firmer. I mean, everything is... So many things happen uh, health-wise from processed food that is negative. Yeah, exactly, and and that's why too, um, you know. So the so natural sugars, natural gluten, things can be good in in moderation, as well um, as coming in their healthiest form. And and coming to talk about with with uh, just the omega fatty three. So other things you can find it in. If people are thinking, um, you know, oh maybe I don't like salmon. You can get it in mussels. You can get it in caviar. If you're if you're fancy sable fish, um, there's also things uh, oysters. And one oyster. Or I mean, one oyster, which is about three ounces, has uh, 
530 milligrams in it. And um, I forget what your actual daily recommendation of it is supposed to be. I should have that right in front of me, but I don't at the moment. But it's not as high as people think. I think maybe 500 might be the thing or, or 1,000 at most, but it's something to really, um, you can really get in a, in a quick amount of time from foods. And what the Megafeta-3s, um, what they've showed, what these studies of actually sending it from, taking it from fish and not from these oils, is that um, it helps with blood levels, um, helping especially uh, uh, with higher blood pressure and sugars that can be, it can lower your blood pressure. Um, and what things and benefits of that is enhanced vessel uh, function, uh, you're getting greater oxygen throughout your body, less uh, a chance for cardiac, uh, cardiac arrest as well as plaque building up. So other foods, just thinking, you know, fish things, if if fish diet is kind of hard for people, um, they do have certain plant lines. I don't have the name in front of me, but they do make, uh, there are certain particular al- al- algae, is that you say? Yeah, algae, not allergy. Algae that comes from the ocean that has really Yeah, algae, algae. As, yes, correct, as well as uh, proteins is too. So it's always, again, just checking the back of your food levels as well as checking the, your, the back of your supplements. Um, fish oil things, talk to your doctor, I think, with anything um, about starting any kind of diet, including that in, because you possibly may already be getting uh, your daily amount of it. Um, they say right now that uh, humans, or humans, Americans have only about fish-wise about 1.3 ounces a week. And I think they say people should have about five ounces a week of some kind of uh, light protein, such as fish, um, eliminating uh, red meats. As we know, as we've talked so many times about the Japanese diet of being rice and fish. And they actually say that the benefits of fish outweigh the negative things. A lot of people are concerned about mercury, which is definitely a thing to have concerns about. And if you're pregnant, I'm glad you brought that up because that seems to be a big concern. So, yeah, talk about that. Well, just as they, they've shown that there's actually, um, there's actually more uh, dangers in not having it, of not getting uh, the nutrients of, of from fish or from this omega fatty three than not having it. So there's such a lower chance, especially in the United States. I mean, you can still get sick. I mean, there's all kinds of things. You could still get sick from or, you know, food poisoning or, or whatever if something was contaminated with the fish before. But there's uh, those cases tend to be a lot less. Uh, smaller, and usually that's due to secondary exposure, not something coming from the fish itself. Uh, so it's better you know, to be taking these supplements. So mercury, they said it's, it's, you're less likely of getting that, of not taking, than getting something uh, by not having this in nutrition into your diet. Are you someone who takes um, omega fatty three acids, or that tries to seek it out in your own diet? Well, I try to, I mean, I I don't try. I do eat uh, fish at least like three times a week and different kinds of fish. I I really, I just, I love fish and I could just eat fish. But I was for a while um, taking fish oil supplements until I started reading about how fish oil was the new snake oil and probably these supplements didn't have any of the omega-3s or very little and might even be harmful. So I completely stopped um, taking any extras and I just get my omega-3s from my food because you can also get some omega-3s from vegetables and stuff too. So how about you? What, what do you, what's your, yeah, what do no, you like I'm to do? I'm someone, I try to seek it out within my own diet. 
I as I said that omega fatty are can be found in so many other things, and I just I I've tried the oils before, and, and even now, um, I just I think once I've been exposed to uh, I took this oil class, and they talked about all about how uh, when these oils are cooked to higher levels, because a lot of times these oils are rancid, and that's how they dilute um, the the smells and the taste of things, and something like the uh, I don't know what the percentage is, but such a ridiculous high amount of things such as olive oil in the United States is actually rancid oil. That even it's been imported, um, but because the oil industry is, is not a regulated industry, uh, that they can do all these things to it and still just say, you know, oh, it's olive oil, but so many things can be done to it, especially coming over here that it's usually rancid oil. So since I don't want these rancid oils in my body and I only want the most nutritious things, I try to seek these out just in my food as is. Um, and they say, in general, if people eat on a regular diet, um, regular basis, uh, fattier fishes, that they're getting enough. They don't need this supplement. Um, so just to, you know, to kind of think about that. And if you're concerned about, again, about the mercury thing, stick to smaller fish. Um, they say shrimp and sardines as well is another good chance of, of um, another good source of this uh, form of uh, omega-3 fatty and fatty acid um, that puts you at even less of a risk of exposure to uh, mercury toxins or toxin levels within the fish. Well, I'm really glad, too, that there is um, there are omega-3s in oysters. I mean, that's a lot yeah. of oysters. So I, we probably I actually didn't realize that, and I, I really like oysters. I mean, I, <laughs> I would love to have some caviar, but it's not quite in my budget. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Me, too. So I'll stick to the poor man's caviar and, and just have the oysters. The poor man's caviar. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to go catch our own sturgeon and, you know, make our own caviar or something like that. Well, this has been fascinating. So I think the takeaway that I'm getting from this is don't buy supplements that say omega 3s or fish oil because chances are you're not going to be getting anything that's going to be good for you. It could be actually. You know, maybe it could even be dangerous and instead decide to get your omega-3s from your food. And I do think that in general, uh, getting as many of your nutrients from the food you eat is the smartest way to, um, you know, to operate. Uh, because I don't even know with regular vitamins, since vitamins are not regulated, is there a way to know if they say that they have this percentage of A and B and C and all this? Is there really a way to know? I'm not even sure. No, you know, uh, a lot of times there might be websites and studies. If you are that concerned, you can always look up studies that a lot of times things have to, if it has a claim that um, associated with it, there might be that little footnote and it might say, you know, study 2006, something. If you really have the time, to, you can always research these particular medical studies and find out what the actual outcomes were and what exactly the percentages and where they get these numbers and who is funding it. It sounds like a lot of work for me. <laughs> uh, so that's up to you. Um, and again, if you are really concerned that, uh, you know, if fish is actually not in your diet and you're having trouble finding it, they do have um, a prescription form of omega-53s 
that is um, FDA regulated because it is a controlled or not a controlled study, but a prescriptional one. Um, but that isn't something, that's something that you uh, would have to seek from your doctor and it would be if you were really in that uh, need for it within your diet. So there can be um, a supplemental forms out there that uh, supply it, but the ones that are readily available to us, uh, at, you know, just at your general uh, um, pharmacy, pharmacy store. Uh, yeah, exactly. General pharmacy store. Um, there might be things that have things that, for the most, proceed with caution. That it's tending that such an over sixty-seven percent of it um, is false claims and that don't have the actual benefit. So, that's uh, so that out on your own. <laughs> well, that is so. That is that's very fascinating, though. To, I mean, I I never knew it was that high. And uh, also, what you just said that there's a prescription that you can get, so you could talk to your doctor, which says to me, indicates to me that perhaps the prescription variety would have the benefits. It seems like that might be the case. Because it's gone through rigorous tests and studies and um, yes, that is an FDA approved and a a federal thing controlled. So um, So that's going to be able to find it. So if you decide to do that, then you're pretty much assured that you are going to get your omega-3s. Well, we know how important they are for our body. So again, a really great segment. And just consider getting your omega-3s from your food. And there are so many foods out there, and especially different fish, that have them in it. And we will all be the better for it. But, you know, I mean, it just helps your skin, your hair, your nails. I mean... It's like it just having the the omega threes is just really critical. Well, great segment, Heather. Go ahead and give out the website. Most definitely, we want you to go to beautystarur.org as well as starstyleradio.com. Perfect. And when we come back from break, we're going to talk about the art of quitting. It's we're going to talk about how we need to quit to get started. So don't go away. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, coming to you live on Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Whitney. We'll be back. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. 
Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryant, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business. Well, thank you for hanging around here with us here on Star Style. Be the star you are. My name is Cynthia Bryan, and we are coming to you live on the Voice American Network. It is the Empowerment Channel, and we call this our Power Hour. Well, in this segment, we want to talk about sometimes how you got to fold them in order to hold them. I know, nobody really wants to be a quitter, and a lot of us delay quitting anything, whether it be jobs or activities or relationships or fitness routines, you know, anything at all, because we think we have to be See it through. We have to have true grit, right? And it's really uh, tough sometimes because if you're not enjoying something, it probably means you shouldn't be doing it. If something isn't essential for succeeding in today's competitive world, you know, and also giving you some pleasure along the way, then you have to relook at why you're doing it. And that even comes to volunteering. I know people, you know, feel that they have to volunteer, they have to give back. But if it's not the right connection, then it's not the right thing for you. Besides, most of us have been brought up to believe that in order to be a winner, you just have to stick with it. You know, you winners never quit and quitters never win. That's sort of the, the old poem. And, you know, it's like, I can do it. I'll hang in there. But sometimes it just comes to the fact of surrendering. I remember when I was writing my book, Be the Star You Are, and uh, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, Learning to Make a Difference. I had a really major computer problem, and everything was crashing, and I was trying to fix it, and I was just going crazy trying to, and I was like, I had that stick to itness. I'm going to fix this. It's going to work. And then finally, I realized, you know, I just needed to go out into the garden because whatever I was doing, it just absolutely was not working. And the interesting thing was, is when I finally surrendered and realized I didn't have the skills to take care of what needed to be done, then I found, you know, the people that needed to work on it. And it turned out it was something I couldn't have fixed anyway. So there's a point where you just have to quit, like, you know, uh, keeping on to keep on. So uh, we have to learn that, you know, quitting can be scary. We know that. But it is vital for overall satisfaction. And it's also vital for our joy. Life is just too short to waste time and energy on things that we find unrewarding or or unproductive. So we have to replace our source of dissatisfaction with something that is more fulfilling and something that makes us find more happiness. 
So how are we going to do this? Well, first, let's uh, talk about some give it up inspiration, okay? So what makes us stay the course when we're disgruntled or uninspired? It's usually human nature to adapt to circumstances, even if they're frustrating, stressful, or just plain annoying. Because, you know, it's like if you're having a bad back or something and you pay attention to it, but you just keep, you know, pushing through the pain. But it's only when you stop that you realize, wow, I should have, you know, taken care of this a long time ago. You don't have to tough it out. You know, it's interesting. Uh, Time is not infinite. So by ending something that is making you miserable, you actually make room for something pleasant. You you always heard that um, there's that saying, you have to close the door in order for a window to open. Well, it is true in almost every aspect of our life. There are health payoffs to knowing when to throw in to tell. Now, there's a lot of research that's been done on this topic, and it has shown that people who are better at bailing on unattainable goals, they actually have lower levels of cortisol. That's that stress hormone. And they have fewer headaches than those who have a harder time of letting go. There was a pivotal study at the University of British Columbia and psychologists tracked teenage girls for a year. And the ones who more easily stopped pursuing hard-to-reach goals, they had declining levels of a protein that indicated bodily inflammation, which is linked to heart disease. So sometimes you just have to walk away. So there are a few simple steps for giving the heave-ho to what's not working and getting to a better, happier place. And it's mainly all about mind shift. You focus as much on what you hope to gain as what you plan to lose from your life. So here are the tips for you. Number one, quit. Calling yourself a quitter. That is something we just have to get out of that that name-calling. Because the word quitter is associated with failure, and feeling like a loser is very dispiriting. So you have to uh, reframe your perspective. So you can try this financial analogy. Think I am going to divest from this and reinvest my energy and efforts in something that's going to have a better payoff. So once you stop seeing yourself as a quitter, then it's easier to disengage. And sometimes when things are so negative and so destructive to you, you really have to stop blaming yourself and you just have to look at the big picture. I know most of us, when something's not going right, you want to blame and complain. And very often, even if you might be angry with somebody else, you look at yourself and you think, well, maybe, you know, I'm the loser in here. Maybe I'm the one. So that's the first step. So another way is, you know, get Be honest about what kind of misery you're going through at the time. Sometimes it's hard to admit just how fed up or overwhelmed you are, you know, especially if you're one of those people that just is a go, go, go person, you know, you're that little engine that could. If you're very stoic, that's like being a bit masochistic sometimes. So whether you're assessing how you feel about your job, your your, uh, physical training, or something that you're reading, or even a relationship that you're in that's not working, it helps to consider if you have flow. And that is when you get so absorbed in what you're doing that you lose a sense of time. That is the purest sense of joy. It's one of the ways that we have so much contentment 
And if you don't have that flow, you're really missing out. Like I can tell you for sure that whenever I go out into nature or into my garden, I'm in flow. It doesn't matter if I'm working hard, if I'm shoveling rocks or shoveling manure. It doesn't matter. I feel connected to the earth and there's something about it that makes me really happy. But, you know, if you're fighting some negotiation or with a troubling boss or a troubling coworker or a friend that is just, you know, beating you up uh, emotionally or uh, hopefully not physically, but, you know, doing something like that, then it's really important to let go. Ask yourself a couple of questions. So here's a question to ponder. Who exactly are you hanging in there for? Think about it. Are you hanging in there for you or are you hanging in there because other people think that you are in the coolest job or have the best relationship or whatever it is? So you have to realize that you have to do something that scares you every day as Eleanor Roosevelt said, you know, that was what her thing was, is that do something that scares you. So a lot of times uh, people will say that they're doing things that they don't love because they felt people or society expected it of them. A lot of times it's your parents. They expect you to go to this school or they expect you to become this person or that person. You know, we're only responsible to ourselves. So it's very important that you decide who you are and what you want and embrace that and then that is going to be the the time that is going to be the right thing for you. Now the more you focus on what you're going to do with that extra free time the easier quitting is going to be. So write down what you want next and that is very motivating. It's empowering and it's invigorating. If you want out of a relationship say Mull over the essential qualities you're looking for in a future partner. It's, it's not like you can order a boyfriend off Amazon or a girlfriend off Amazon or even a drone, but you're going to feel more inspired to make it happen. And as for times when there is no next, like when you just feel like ditching your role as a PTA treasurer because you're overbooked, you know, then if the benefits... Don't outweigh the negatives. You have to pass on it. And just think about it. You'll have more free time with your kids. So, you know, that's, a, that's an important thing. So think ahead to what you'll tell uh, your boss if your weekend, um, you know, if on the weekend you just decide that you're not going to come back. You know, what you have to do is rehearse your exit. Although it may not be convenient for you, the point is to connect to the other person's needs as well as yours. So whatever, whenever you're going to end anything, you want it to be in a friendly uh, manner. So no matter how much you dread telling someone that you're bailing, the reality may surprise you. There's a chance that if you're feeling it, they might be feeling it too. So when you actually say, you know, thank you for this opportunity, it's been great, but, you know, in 30 days I'm going to be moving on or whatever it is, if that's a job. It might just be that the other person that you're talking to is going to feel relieved and they'll wish you success and you're all going to end on a a positive basis. And to me, that is what I would call a win-win. So 
Remember that quitting is vital for overall satisfaction, not to mention joy, because life is too short to waste time and energy on things that you find unrewarded and unproductive. And I give you permission to quit. You know, watch only the things on television or films that you want. You know, if you forgot to um, to do something, you know, send a, a birthday card or something got mixed up, don't beat yourself up about it. Just remember that if it isn't bringing you joy, it is the art of quitting. And sometimes it turns out that quitters do win and the payoffs can be major. So sometimes you just have to walk away and you will be much happier for it. So when we come back from break, we're going to be talking about motivation and how to find that time in your day where you are the most motivated. So you are listening to Cynthia Bryan, and I'm with you here on Star Style. Be the star you are. I'll be back in a bit, and we're going to find out when that focus, drive, and energy peak is for you. Don't go away. Be the star you Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Many companies use trade shows and conventions as advertising tools to promote their products and services. Your behavior on the exhibitor floor can make the difference between a great impression and new business and a terrible experience with loss of revenue. So here are a couple of simple techniques to engage participants to your booth. Have well-trained personnel in your area. Provide personnel and professional attention to your visitors. Don't call your guests prospects, attendees, or leads because they are your guests. Let your guests browse. Don't hover over them. Smile. When you smile, you become more energetic and friendly. And then people will come up to you and talk to you. Keep your body language positive and open. Don't look like you're about to pounce. And most of all, just have a great time. Be yourself and be confident in your company and your products. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, you can visit CynthiaBryan.com or call our offices to book a consultation, 925-377-7827. That's 925-377-STAR. Be the star you are, the star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 
888-376-3376, Moraga, California, 94556. Be the star you are dot O-R-G. Dare to care. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out to me. Well, life is really about show business. I mean, everything that we do is about the show, right? So let's find out when your motivation power hour is because uh, there is a lot of studies out there that show us that we have an energy peak at the same time every day. And that's when we really have our drive, we have our focus, and the timing is important because if you save your toughest to-dos for the time of day that you're most alert, it's going to help you achieve more with less, and that's always a motivation for all of us. So we're going to talk about some strategies to tap into your most productive hour and how you can get stuff done. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan, and this is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And we are coming to you live if you're just joining us. And we are coming to you on the Voice America Network. It is the Empowerment Channel. Now, I don't know how many of you uh, read different magazines or periodicals or, or, you know, just keep up on healthy tips, but I was reading Shape uh, magazine one time, and I just thought it was amazing how they were talking about this motivational time when you are much better uh, to do the tricks that you need to do. So we all have uh, those times of the day, and we need to pinpoint the peak. Because most people's mental energy is just like a roller coaster. There are certain hours when you naturally have much more drive than at other times. And that means it's normal if one minute you're cranking out work like, you know, it's nobody's business and then the next second you hit a wall and even answering an email is a struggle. We've all had those times. So that tricky thing is that the time of day when your mental energy peaks is different for everyone. So we, when we figure out what our unique rhythms are on our body clock, and that's what pay, plays a really big role, you know, coupled with factors like what you eat and how much you sleep, then your highs tend to occur at about the same times every day. So you can learn to plan your schedule around them and maximize your productivity. So here's how to take advantage of your personal power hour. And I just want to throw in before I talk about this is that, you know, people work on different schedules. And a lot of people, they have schedules, you know, that are swing shift. And they may be working from 3 in the afternoon, you know, until midnight. And others are starting at, uh, you know, if you're a stockbroker, you might be starting at 4 in the morning and then just working until early afternoon. Or some people are 8, eight to 5. It gets, You have to find out when is your good time to be working because if you can't focus during that time, it's not going to be worthwhile at all. Uh, a good example, when I was younger and working in, um, you know, as a fruit, as a laborer on, on our farm as well as neighbor's farms, 
one of the things I did at one point in the summer is I worked a night shift and it was like midnight until nine in the morning. And it, I was um, working in a dehydrator with pears and stuff. And, you know, I found that wasn't good for me. I, I, I just threw all my circadian rhythms off and I didn't feel good and I never could catch up and I couldn't sleep, etc. So that wasn't a good time. Whereas a swing shift is actually pretty good for me. I'm pretty great from, you know, two in the afternoon until midnight. So that would be a good time for me. And I'm not an early morning person. I mean, I have to be a lot but I really don't like it when I have a movie that I have to be on the set at 5 a.m. So you need to pinpoint your peak. Play, pay close attention to the times you feel inspired to dive into those small or easily completed tasks like going through your inbox or organizing your desk. And then take on the simple to-dos indicates that you're craving a sense of accomplishment. And that's a sign that your motivation is starting to peak. So you want to track your productivity for a few days in a row. And then you're going to start noticing a pattern. The next thing is to choose just one challenge to conquer. Now, Dr. David Gard is the Director of Motivation and Emotion Research Laboratory at uh, San Francisco State University. And some of these tips are coming from him. Your instinct may be to get as many things done as possible when your motivation is high. But it's actually more efficient to work on one task that requires sustained energy and focus, like creating a presentation for an upcoming meeting or, um, you know, or cooking a batch of food for a week's worth of lunches, because more ambitious tasks may be too daunting, but ultimately they'll be more motivating. So pushing yourself to complete something difficult is very rewarding, and as a result, you're going to be less likely to get distracted or run out of steam along the way. Plus, over time, as you accomplish your goals, you know, one by one, your brain is going to start to associate your power hour with achievement. And that is going to make you even more productive. So prime your brain to concentrate. It's a ritual, like writing a to-do list or taking a walk. Right before your power hour can strengthen your brain's natural increase in focus. It's a classical conditioning that you need to do. And, you know, I always write to-do lists. For me, I, I don't think I could function without a to-do list because it just keeps me on track. Now, some people might not need it, but then if you don't have your uh, plan, you know, you probably are going to plan to fail. So you really want, don't want to fail to plan. After practicing the same behavior for several weeks, an activity actually can cue your mind to get ready for a protective uh, work period. Now, when you have a mental shift in, you know, you're shifting the gears in your brain between two things, you might want to have, you know, one is a routine kind of thing, and maybe for 15 minutes you organize your desk, you get your Post-it notes ready, and that's kind of giving you time to sort of zone out in a little bit so that you can zone back in when you really got to get down to writing that next business proposal or making, you know, uh, some kind of a conference call or something that's a bit more challenging. Now, exercise is a especially powerful cue. Now, uh, the studies from, this is from Dr. Wendy Suzuki. She says that her studies have shown that your ability to focus your attention is improved up to two hours after a single 
50-minute workout session. Now, that's pretty powerful stuff. So if your power hour doesn't fail at a time um, when you can easily get to the gym, try doing maybe, you know, some deep breathing or a few yoga poses or squats or, you know, maybe even just stand up and shrug a little bit before you get to work because you want to be in the zone. Set yourself up for success before you begin a project. Break it down into really small steps. For example, if you're working on a presentation, step one might be open your PowerPoint, get your document queued up, and then if you'll be batch cooking something, get all the ingredients ready, preheat the oven. And then when your motivation is cranking, you don't have to waste them, you know, those all those precious seconds and time and energy on tasks that are kind of mindless. You can really focus on the big picture. So you get all the necessary prep work out of the way beforehand and it lets you dive into the tough stuff. Another example for me is I cannot work when my office is messy and I get so many letters and so many magazines and so many, you know, periodicals and, um, and I have so many notes that my desk, which is a huge, huge, like it's a triple size desk, can get covered because I have, uh, you know, things for Be The Star You Are and for Star Style and radio and all the teens and coaching and gardening things. So I have to organize everything and I have to really have them all in the right um, file the right slot so that I can easily jump to what I need to do. So that's something that is really good for everyone is to get that prep work done. So before your power hour kicks off, eliminate all those distractions. So if a mess is a distraction, which it is for me, get rid of the mess. If it's phone calls, you know, make the phone calls before you have to do it. If it's constantly looking at your cell phone, put your cell phone away. And then you have to finish strong and that is to kick your motivation into high gear complete your projects make sure to take some mini breaks halfway through and uh, because science again indicates that the brain can concentrate for only so long like after 20 to 25 minutes your predict your productivity is going to go down but you can cultivate and prolong that energy by taking an, a quick break. And so that would be a really smart thing to do. Checking your inbox doesn't count as a break. You know, checking your phone doesn't count on a break. It's better to get out of your environment. Maybe just go outside, get a breath of fresh air, take a quick walk around the block, at least get up, you know, and um, shake your shoulders or go visit a coworker for a couple of minutes or just go to another room, and then afterwards, you're going to be primed to finish what you started. So hunt for your most productive time and get into the zone. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you for being great listeners and allowing Heather and I into your life every week. We're so happy that you are tuned in to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, every Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel. For more information about Star Style Productions or to purchase any of my books, visit my website, CynthiaBryan.com. Make sure to visit the charity Be The Star You Are nonprofit that brings you this show, BeTheStarYouAre.org. 
My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate you. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and make sure to celebrate every moment of your life. And to next week, when we are here together again, remember, love always wins. Kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy and young. My name is Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you to be the star you are. Have a great week. Dream, create, inspire, make a difference, and be here next Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. Thanks so much. The star you are, be the star you are, you are the star, be the star you are, keep caring. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to www.bethestarur.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. You are.